KTB. Read it for trust. Right, thank you. Good night. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Hello. <coughs> it's the prodigy. Uh, uh, how you doing? It's podcast nine. It's podcast uh, nine. I, I've got the right podcast yeah, I've number got the right this time. Number this time as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, podcast nine. Number uh, nine. Yeah. Nine. Uh, which means there's only two more after this this year. Exciting. Wow. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't. Yeah. We'll get to that later. Contain on. the excitement. Yeah. Anyway, podcast nine. I'll contain it. The Prodigy, Took No Tourists, Barbara Streisand, Walls, Robin, Honey, Muse, Simulation Theory, Kurt Vion, Bottle It In, and Suscu. Is that how it's pronounced? I believe so. Mm. Uh, I've written, I've written, I've written down somewhere, I think. Yeah, CSQ. CSQ, so it's not SRSQ. It is C as in double E R SQ. What was that? That Gore, Martin Gore thing with um. Oh, with Vince Clark. Thingy jiggy here. VCMG. Yeah. Thank you. Well. Well remembered, Peter. Anyway, we'll get to that. Moving on. Moving on, indeed. So we have the surprisingly, this was generally surprising. The only the seventh album by the Prodigy. Um. New Tourists. Uh, second time we've reviewed the project. Yeah. Uh, last time was with Invaders Must Die back in 2000. That's what I was just humming. 2009. Really? Was that the last album? Uh, no, no, last no, no, I think they had one in between. There has been one in between. That we ignored. Did we? Um, yeah. Well, well, I, think, I don't think I ignored it. I ignored it. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Anyway. So, yeah, are we starting there? Yeah, so we're starting, oh, starting with. with we're, we're, start, we're starting with. 37.42 minutes of the prodigy. You want me to say something now, don't you, about the prodigy? That'd be an idea. I remember, I remember how this works. Yeah. So, happy birthday, by the way, we're nine. Uh, <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> so, we're never older than that, surely. <laughs> no, yeah, it just feels that way. <laughs> so, so, uh, so felicitations and congratulations, uh, Conte is the band. This is the prodigy. No tourists. Um, yeah, I like this. I like this. I genuinely like this because I, I remember when we did Invaders Must Die and <laughs> the one that came after or before. Uh, <laughs> not, you know. You quite like Invaders Must Die. I, I did like Invaders Must Die and I, I was just humming it to send you here. So that, that, that particular track even has stuck with me. Um, the album itself sort of brought me back because I remember at the time, um, I think Pro- Prodigy had kind of become, and this is going to sound so hypocritical in a moment when, when I say something else, but they'd become a little bit too self-referential, if you know what I mean. Yes. And actually, that, that, that album for me marked a turning point back to something that was a bit more like The Prodigy. Um, okay, so, so how many contradictions are in that paragraph? I don't know. But for this particular album, um, I, I actually... I actually remember more of it having listened to it a few times um and actually found myself more into this album than i have been to any of their albums probably this side of the millennium okay so you know that's that's going back some it is maybe because it is (laughs) self-referential in that not in that sort of arch clever kind of way 
which may have lost me one time, but actually no. does actually sound like some of their earlier work. Yes, I like that. <laughs> so I, you know, that's that's just that's just where I'm coming from. So there have been a few tracks. Um, in fact, most of this album very reflective of their early material, and I like that. I don't care. Um, the album dips in the middle. Uh, there was one dud track that, uh, even after a few lessons, I, I just couldn't get my head around. Because, it, again, it goes back to that thing about the, pre- the Prodigy sort of, sort of doing the Prodigy by numbers. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, And Champions of London is the track in question. <coughs> where it's just, Keith, shine! <laughs> Keith, shine! <laughs> Champions of London! Um, yeah, we, and I, that's that sort of thing. It's, I, I feel like they've forever been trying to chase Firestarter. When I hear tracks like that, and there's been a few of them over the yes, years. Yes, that's fair enough. And I mean, but so it was all going well up until that one, and I don't know what the fuck were those vocals about? But fortunately, everything that comes before it, in fact, particularly the first three or four tracks, yeah. and what comes after it, I quite enjoyed. I, in fact, I really enjoyed. Um, so best tracks for me were the opening four, and uh, immediately after, tap, um, we had boom, something called boom, boom, tap. Yeah, which I really liked, and and resonate towards the end, like the bass resonate. Yeah, brilliant. I like that. So I was quite a big fan of the Prodigy circa ninety four to ninety seven. So I will leave that thought hanging there. Go on. <laughs> it was this. This album was was interesting because obviously when we did review Invades Must Die in two thousand um, I remember getting quite annoyed. Um, partly because someone in the band did an interview about them being inventive and um, right. risk, risk, risk-taking or something. And I, me- and I remember thinking, I'm sorry, you've just made Invaders Must Die, which sounds exactly like it could have come out straight after Fat of the Land. And yeah, you're, yeah. you're saying you're yeah. inventive stuff of that. No. no. So I remember being quite scathing about that, and, and, and particularly the fact, fact that I think I made a comment to the line of, they, you know, how many years had gone and they still hadn't managed to uh, reprogram a drum machine to have a new drum loop. I like that drum loop. <laughs> boom. Yeah. Boom. So anyway, it's 2018. <laughs> so what I said in 2009, yeah, that, again. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> first, listen the, first listen to this album, I felt very, very depressed. I have to confess, I felt very, very depressed. I was just thinking, oh my God. God no, not again, not again. And I thought every so every every word I said about invaders is true of no tourists, as far as I'm concerned. But unlike invaders, I do have to admit, like, like you said, three listens in, I actually quite like this record. <laughs> it is literally <laughs> everything. Everything I've said that's bad about it. Yeah, see, and uninve- uninventive about it, and. As you said, self-referential to the nth degree about yeah. it is true. However, it rattles along at a good pace. As I said, it's 37 minutes long. And I can't deny, particularly by third listen, I just wanted to just turn it up. Yes, as exactly. loud as possible. Just turn I'm just it gonna up. Go. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, it's, you know, no matter what the band say, this is, this is, a, this is a classic case of, Again, this is an album that literally could have come out as the follow-up to Fat of the Land, and you'd have gone, yeah, fine. Hmm. It, it it doesn't sound of now; it sounds more of then, I like but it. it's fine. 
But they waited it's, nine yeah. years, you know. <laughs> it's in, it's 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 enjoyable. I, I'd be lying if I said I, that. During this, during the, the reviews of the albums we're doing and this, listening to stuff for this album, this podcast, I didn't get to the end of it thinking, yeah, actually, that's quite enjoyable. I'm quite happy to yeah. give it a spin, and the brevity of it is a oh, the brevity is great. I, I helps like, it a lot. I like brevity. I might say that more than once. Yes, on actually, 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 in this podcast, most most of the albums are yeah, quite. In fact, for this one, brief. Um, I actually, I, I normally I think Prodigy albums go on for a track or two too long, but actually for this one it, it ended suddenly. And whilst you might have found that a blessing, I actually was like, oh, it did leave me wanting more. Okay, there you go. Moving on, and a slight change in musical styles, ever so slightly. Oh my goodness! We move on to Babs, <laughs> uh, the thirty-sixth album from uh, Barbra Streisand. She, um, she's that famous singer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Walls. Um, funny girl. Funny girl, indeed. Yeah. Excellent film. Uh, she's only shifted to like 250 million albums or so, but you know. Um, and actually, I'm still quite annoyed. I still had an opportunity to see her live uh, early on in my early on in the uh, job, when the, just after the O2 had started and the CC had their box. Okay. Someone had tickets going, and I was at a leaving. Uh, I was yeah. at a leaving leaving do, and it was very very tempted to wow. s- to to go, and I didn't, and I kind of. Part of me regrets turning down those free tickets to see her at that particular point. Mm. But, moving on. Anyway, what we have here is, I suppose, to a degree, kind of what you might expect from a Barbra Streisand album, which is, uh, you know, a slight odd mix of uh, your typical kind of show-type ballads, uh, a couple of uh, reasonably well-crafted pop tunes... And some slightly interesting um, covers, but I might leave uh, some of those to you to discuss. Um, um, How did you know? Yeah. <laughs> I think when the album works and when and when she works is is on is on stuff that suits her well. So, so particularly, there's a cover of uh, "What the World Needs Now," classic um, yeah. Hal Davis and mm-hmm. Burt Bacharach song. But, yeah. You know, classic tune. Yeah, kind of, kind of, the kind of thing that's absolutely made for Streisand to sing. Works it's just, brilliantly. two thirds. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> and surprisingly, also where this album works is the couple of, if you like, pop tunes uh, that are Trump influenced. So, uh, don't lie to me, which has been getting quite a bit of airplay on Radio Two. I think it's a really well crafted pop tune. Yeah, um, sounds modern. Without sounding kind of forced, and quite some quite interesting lyric lyrics to it as well, talking about Mr. Trump um, and walls. Mm. Clearly, you don't, have to Clearly. Much, you don't have to do much digging to find out what the yeah. kind of thing of that is. Also, also pretty good. Rest of the album is a bit kind of meh, um, and I think that's kind of the problem with it. I think I think outside of those two songs and. Possibly whether or not you think the uh, combo of Imagine and Wonderful World work together or not, but I'll leave you to decide, um, works. That aside, kind of left me a bit cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, being positive, positive. 
positive comment, positive comment. Um, some of the orchestration works well. I liked some of the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> no, it cannot help but view some of the lyrics chosen um, through, through the prism of what's going on in the United States right now. I mean, even the cover of the album is quite evocative, actually. Um, I know we very occasionally out. I'll mention the cover of an album we're reviewing. Uh, it's, it is part of the art, after all. Indeed. And uh, it's sort of this image of uh, Streisand sort of climbing up or get, coming out of a well with the walls sort of coming yes. in. Um, you know, so, it, so I kind of see where she's coming from. Uh, and the selection of tunes, it's all very much about being better and um, about wanting more love in the world and and and, and it's that's all actually you're right right even, yeah. even the whole the whole album is the a, way the song the, mm. the song choice is crafted around yeah. round that kind of positive that's yeah. you know, yeah, right. things can only get better kind of yeah thing and it's, it must be tough for you know someone of her stature in the states to, to sort of comment on that but ugh. I don't do show tunes that well. <laughs> the best of times. I, I no, I, I didn't enjoy it. So. Um, what I did like, uh, I liked Walls, um, yeah. and I liked Better Angels. Uh, but I did wonder by the time I got to that point, uh, I was sort of a bit numb. Yeah, <laughs> numbed into into just listening. I was like, I'm still listening to this. Um, what the world is now starts well, um, but yeah, you've you've left me to to go for the obvious red meat. To the, to the Beatles fan, um, I mean, imagine by John Lennon is is a hard tune to cover. Anyway, I mean, just ask Madonna and the countless others that tried. Um, but why ruin one great tune when you can actually smash it and wreck it with another one at the same time? So when it sort of cuts halfway through into um, this wonderful world, the Louis Armstrong classic, I was just appalled. So I, don't I, don't I must threw my phone on the floor I and just. I don't, say, say, the I, I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think. It, I don't think it particularly works. No. However, however, work. however I think the yeah. way. I think the way it's done is actually done very well. I, th- I think. I think. I think the way it's arranged is actually very clever, and it actually. It does seem the, the two songs do seamlessly go into each I, other in the way it's done. I, so I, I like that. I, but I don't. But I don't. But it doesn't work for me as a thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure I can agree because I don't think it does work. But what does work is the wonderful world segment. I actually think is a is a fair cover. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, I just don't like the imagine segment segments, and and I know when you sort of, when you when you do show tunes when you see shows. Um, you often get songs that collide together like this, <coughs> particularly yes. when they're trying to tell a story. And I think this album is trying to tell a story about where America is right now. Um, I just I didn't like it. I didn't I hated that track. <laughs> I thought you might when it first came on. I didn't I didn't look at the track listing before before, before I played it. And no, kind no, of, no, it no. kind of broke into that. Like I thought. To be one for Pete then. <coughs> She's doing Imagine. No, no, and then it got worse. <laughs> Moving on, <laughs> please, to um, uh, Robin and uh, her again. It's quite amazing, really. Her eighth album, Honey, uh, um, and this is amazing because this is her first album in eight years. Mm. Uh, obviously, last heard on this podcast uh, doing uh, well the songs on the last Todd album, and well, it was because she was one of the uh, collab people. Yeah. Um, 
so anyway, it's uh, like I said her eighth album, and I learned something new this 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 week. Apparently, some people call this particular genre that Robin do, does as post disco. And I was thinking, ooh, I like that. Yeah, but I was thinking, surely everything we're doing on this podcast is post <laughs> is post disco. <laughs> you know. I don't. I don't wish to criticise the person. As you said, I, I quite part. Pardon me. Quite likes the term. I like but, it. But then again, you're thinking. But surely that covers everything. Everything post disco. <laughs> but leaving that aside, Pete. Leaving the, leaving leaving labels aside. I really found this album interesting. Um, I really liked it. Okay. I liked the label post it That completely kind of describes. I think what I what I was feeling. It, what I've written. I've written in my notes here, really smooth sounding effortless electro pop. All right, yeah. let's, let's call that post disco, shall we? Yeah, I think that's I think that's quite fair. Yeah, and I thought I thought particularly starts well, but actually from the third track, uh, because it's in the music, mm. it really grows on me as an album. I mean, this is first listen. I, I felt this, and I felt this after repeated listenings as well. Um, it just for that album for me, it grew really strong. And there's a middle segment with um, uh, Baby Forgive Me and the very long instrumental track that follows, which I think is called something like Send Robin... A... Send to Robin Immediately, yeah. Which Send is, to Robin yeah. Immediately. Uh, and then you have Honey after that, which is a pop classic. Um, I think there's a really beautiful section in the middle. Um, and uh, again, for me, a too short album. Too short! I, it just ends. I'm like, I wanted more. I wanted more. Um... The only dud possibly was Beach, two K twenty. Oh yeah, I I didn't like that one. But but apart from that, I, you know, really really enjoyed this album and not a Pet Shop Boys reference in sight. Although obviously I was left thinking of their latter work, particularly the Elysium period. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, I, I tend to agree. I, th- I think I think um, I mean I I would. Group this album in of the stuff we've reviewed this year. I'd, group, I'd probably group this in with um, Christine and the Queen's album and the yes. um, Licky, Licky Lee album that we did earlier early, early yeah. on, early on in the year. Um, I would say it probably doesn't quite match Christine and the Queen's album, but certainly bests the Licky Lee for me. Um, I say this, first list, first listen. I was in in. Um, in Engrossed and encaptured straight away by the opening and closing tracks of the album, so Missing You and Ever Again, which I think are both outstanding pop tunes. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, oh, is that is that it? Am I not going? So I was thinking, I was feeling slightly slightly disappointed. Um, but then I should say, you can you kind of listen to it a couple more times, and then suddenly yeah. the album starts kind of opening up, if you like, and, mm. and it's going to and and. By the time I listened to it the third time, which was in the mid- middle of this week, yeah, I was loving the first half, the f- first half of the album, and Honey, and Ever Again. Mm-hmm. Between the Lines and be- Beach, sort of thing, which is, as I said, both those, interestingly, because that, that, that's, the, that's the bit when the album becomes a almost straight-out dance, club dance, rec- dance record, and you've got, yeah. you've got the, kind of the club beats coming, coming in, you can imagine those being, you can, you can imagine... In fact, you can imagine several of the tracks in this album being remixed, remixed to to Clubland Nirvana. Yeah. Uh, um, but that aside, uh, the more you listen to the record, the more the album comes into itself, and the more you realise the 
the uh, how well crafted it is. Mm. Um, yes. Almost simplistically, so you think look at the middle section you were talking about. The kind of baby, forgive me, mm. uh, sends Robin immediately. Uh, honey, as you said, honey is. I mean, it's just a fantastic mm. track. Mm. Um, and it does. After a few listens, you suddenly go, "Oh, I know, I do like that song." Actually, yeah, I do like that. Yeah, that's good. Mm. Um, so yes, I think uh, a welcome return, welcome return for somebody that that, that pretty much. Uh, set almost set the standard for this type of music eight, eight years years ago. The last, last, last album that made people kind of go, oh, you can do interesting, yeah, electro pop music that's both popular without kind of selling out and just being cheesy and crap. And think about all the artists that have followed. We've talked about yes in the subsequent eight years. Happy birthday again. Um, you know. No, very true, very true. Um, moving on again. We change we change musical style yet again. We're all over the place on this one. We do. And the eighth another eighth studio eighth, eighth studio album from Muse, uh, Simulation Theory. Uh, people might be surprised we haven't done Muse before, but uh, no. Uh, I thought I was having, I was having this discussion with somebody, somebody uh, the other day. Mm, they went, "Why?" Nice. I went, "I went well because they're Muse." Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, which is which you know. You get a live one here. Yeah, let's be let's be uh, fair. Uh, I, although I will admit, that my previous feelings about Muse have always been that I really liked the you know, supermassive black hole and yeah. Stockholm syndrome is another song that there's a really liked. But other than that, it's, it always left me a bit kind of like, mm, you know, don't care. Am I bothered? Um, Not so, a fan of Muse then. Not particularly. Mm. So anyway, we come into this. It's another uh, concept record. They tend to do concept records. Definitely a more poppy sound to this mm-hmm. than previous <laughs> Muse albums, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, clearly, still can't quite escape their desire to be Queen. Yeah. Um, uh, or indeed Prince, as on, on propaganda. Yeah. It's, um, it's... You know, just to mix it up a little bit yeah. and. Oh, I just I listen to this album and I was thinking, oh, maybe I'm just one of these people that just don't. There's some bands you just don't get. You know, you listen to me and go, yeah, it's fine. I don't get, don't get. And then bizarrely today, mm-hmm. I was listening and suddenly I kind of thought, you know what? Actually, some of this is quite fun. Um, for, for start the album's a bit kind of kind of what you expect, kind of up their own arse type. In fact, in fact, the opening track, Algorithm... No, don't shiver it. Tell us what you really think. Algorithm. <laughs> I was thinking, this is an audition piece for the sequel to uh, Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds soundtrack. Just sat in, Seriously, this, that, that track... It's got um, yeah, Algorithm. Algorithm. Yeah, would just yeah. fit right in with that. Just yeah. amazingly. But I was like, oh, no. But then today, it got to kind of pressure, which is the third, third, third song, which is the start of the poppiness of this record, I think. Yes. Um, and then you suddenly hit a, a run of about three or four songs where I was thinking actually that's quite fun it's quite yeah. enjoyable I, got, I don't mind that it's alright um, so it's actually okay middle section of the album good start end bit kind of meh not turning me into a Muse fan I'm not going to rush out and buy records or go see them live a bit late yeah but actually yeah, it's all right. Yeah, I think Muse 
interesting again sort of early noughties uh, passed me by somehow um i actually felt this uh, this album was different um see i i liked the intro to algorithm but it's big yes no the intro is the great intro to algorithm, then the song starts yeah, yeah then the song starts and ruined it uh, but i really liked the intro and, and but at the same time i really wasn't sure where this album sorry really wasn't sure where this album was going um, and it's not going in that direction, bizarrely. No, no, it's sort of, it goes, it goes like, oh, we're going this way, oh, no, we're going that way. <laughs> uh, and it's just like, you're right, more Prince than, than Queen, I like that. Um, so so that, that sort of baffled me somewhat. Um, I liked, I think, you're absolutely right, Propaganda, uh, yeah. Break It To Me, and Something Human. Something Human, yeah, I like that. A really good middle run. Yeah. yeah. Really solid, in the good solid. Not the bad solid. Solid. Um, really good run there. Um, but yeah, beginning and end. Yeah. Is it Muse? Is it? Is it? I, I can't. I don't know. Well, I, I don't know if I know any Muse fans. Maybe I do. Um, I'm sure if I say something, we'll find out who the Muse fans are. Yes. Um, so, so maybe no I'm secret wrong. Muse fans. Yeah, are you? Let us know next time we see you. Yes. Um, so, so maybe there will be opinions and they'll be like, yeah, oh, this is great. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I do wonder if they've passed that tipping point where they're like, they're not going to attract new fans, really. Um, maybe. I mean, this does feel like a, an attempt to get some new it's fans. A, it's an attempt it's... to do something slightly different. Um, and, Which obviously and, we, we applaud. Oh, we applaud that normally. Except this week, because I like my prodigy to sound like the prodigy <laughs> 20 years ago. Um, and I got a real Depeche Mode vibe off the final track. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the void. Oh, it, it was yeah, like, okay. It was like yeah. one of those sort of long-running semi-instrumental tracks yes, that Depeche yes. Mode used to do on a piano. Yes. Sort of eighty-eight, never let me down era. Thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, thumbs up for that. <laughs> thumbs up for them. Then, <laughs> not so sure about this now. No, there you go. That's me done. But normal version of the album is only forty-two minutes. So again, yeah, again, again tick. But, yeah, tick, but. Uh, moving on to moving on to the the long album mm. of the of the podcast, um, uh, which is uh, Kurt Vile Bottle It In. Obviously, this time last year we were reviewing and both liking his collaborative album with Courtney Barnett. Yeah, it was great. That. Uh, a lot of sea lights, and we reviewed yeah. her last album, which came out earlier on in the year. Yeah, did uh, we like it? I think we did. Tell me how you really feel. Yeah, we did like that, yeah, which yeah. was a bit back March time, I think. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Uh, Mr. Vile. If you could like that, I should know. Yeah, Mr. Vile is, is, is back, and I said, with an album that is long. But Pete, what do you think? <laughs> this album was long. I, I, I wonder if it's unfair competition, because most of the albums this time at this particular set were quite short. So so maybe it felt longer yeah, than it was. There are three ten-minute songs. How, how, how long are we on? 50 minutes. It's 50, but there are three songs that are ten minutes. Well, one's just under ten minutes, but I think there's three songs that are right. Okay, um, yeah, and I think it, it felt it felt long because some of the tracks were long and they just meandered somewhat. Um, overall, though, a good album. Um, again, lyrically engaging. Again, every track offers something different to think about. Mm. Um, it, if it's a little little long, um, and again, I thought. You know that that he he's 
got he's just got something different to offer, which is I think which is what appealed to what appealed to us last year with the collaboration. Yes. Um, yes, there's a voice that you either yeah. you're either going to like or you're not going to like. But I think I think I think I, I may, maybe I'm tipping towards the latter because of the length of the album. Um, I think I, this is probably the one album I need to listen to again. Uh, I did like uh, a number of tracks. Um, Bass backwards. Yes, which is the best long which song. That's long song, and it had a very poignant lyric on it. I was on the radio with a friend of mine. There was no format because he likes it like that. Yeah. Yes. Happy birthday once again. Um, and there was a cover of a couple of others like Loading Zones and Check Baby. Uh, Cold was the wind. I mean, all those tracks are very different in terms of the, the pace and style. They are. You're but right. All resonated with me, uh, and I all quite I quite like those. Uh, but yeah, so so for me, needs more listens, a bit long. Yeah, I mean, I'm need need more listens thing. I think is 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 probably right. Um, I, um, I really like the first five tracks of this record. Um, Loading Zones, Hysteria, Yeah Bones, Bass Eckwards, and then One Trick One Trick One Trick Ponies. Um, it's a really really strong. Hmm. Opening gambit, if you like, um, but similarly, you then you then go into a run of songs where you've got an almost eight-minute song followed by a ten and a half-minute song, and then mm. a couple of almost six-minute songs of that. And I was just thinking, whilst Bass Ackwards is an almost ten-minute song, it does quite a lot within those ten minutes, so you're not really it kind of doesn't feel like it's 10 minutes because it's going somewhere. Whereas I think uh, Title Track, Bottle It In and even Skinny Mini, both of those felt their length to me. Yeah. And both of them I was thinking, do these songs really, really need to yeah. be this long? Um, and therefore I found myself drifting and not drifting in a good way when it came to those. Um, However, as you say, "Cold of the Wind" is also very, very good, and there's definitely there's definitely enough here, and clearly on the on the balance and on the evidence of what we've heard from the Colo album that from last 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 year, yeah, you know, the talents there. It's just at something that goes on for over an hour, you need to actually go. All right, I need to give this actual time and. <laughs> Not always something we have lots of, lots of when it comes to these kind of things. No, true. Uh, so we finish up uh, with, uh, with CSQ. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, back to that again. <laughs> un- unreality, it's a debut album. And this is, uh, I had to do some reading up on this because obviously, similarly, when I picked this, I had no idea who or what CSQ uh, was. Uh, it is uh, a lady called Kennedy Ashlyn who. Mm. Um, Apparently, used to be a part of a duo called If Them Are Us Two, uh, but her musical partner and guitarist Cash Askew died in uh, the Orlando nightclub fire in oh, 2016. Yeah. Um, and lyrically, I think if you listen to this record, you can you can hear that that kind of grief kind of un- certainly undercuts the mm. uh, lyrical tone of this. Um, Record indeed on one of the tracks she says, you know, it crushes me every day that I'm, I'm barely holding on. Um, 
musically, this is, uh, I suppose, best described as kind of ambient, ethereal indie. Yeah. Um, kind of reminded me of a kind of mixture of kind of a very early Kate Bush mixed with the Cocteau Twins and um, School of Seven Bells, who obviously, as a connected thing, obviously their last album was also tinged with... Mm. Death, death as well. Death as well with her mm. making the uh, yeah. finishing an album that her and her partner had worked on. Um, this was the most interesting album on the podcast for me. It's, it was um, yeah. first first listen. Like I, I, I was, um, yeah, just just surprised by it because I wasn't genuinely did I had no idea what to expect by the from the album, and it came on. And I was like, oh. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's this kind of record, and then the, the lyrics were coming through. And obviously, I, I quite like ethereal kind of stuff. I am a fan of I mean, um, ethereal. Yeah, <laughs> I am. A, I, I am a fan of Cocteau Twins and bands, bands like that, and Schools and Bell. So that kind of sound is something that I'm almost kind of predisposed to like anyway. Um, but I thought her vocal. I mean, and, and on some of the songs, particularly are only one and cherish. She really just sound like Elizabeth Fraser from Cocteau Twins in the way she's. Uh, singing uh the kind of cadence of her voice is very 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 similar um and there was a hint and it was really bizarre there was a hint of the communards in there as well at one point which I was, just, was very odd um and it's it's i'm saying all this and, and, it, and it, i almost feel like i'm under, underselling the record it's kind of hard to describe just how this kind of record sounds i mean it is about the voice and, and about the lyrics and about the kind of kind of grimness but I didn't find it a depressing record to listen to bizarrely I found it quite um, yeah. almost an up- uplifting record yeah. Um, and yeah I was I was uh, very impressed ethereal was the first word I wrote mm. on my notes for this one um, yeah I, I, I didn't find this a depressing record at all and, and now you've explained some of the backstory to it I'm, I'm quite quite surprised um obviously lyrically it touches those topics but um yeah no ethereal certainly um and i i in terms of how i got on with the album i I like the first few opening tracks Mm. um perhaps more so than the rest of the album um after a while i really started to get kate bush vibes yeah, no, uh, there, is, there is. I mean, obviously, the trends. Yeah, um, I mean, it's obviously Kate, Bu- Kate Bush yeah, as, as if, if Kate Bush decided to be a kind of cocktail twenty type exactly. artist. But yeah. yeah, if she went down that road, um, and I just I found I found that quite engaging, and particularly on Procession, which I think is the middle track. Yeah, that's a weird. Middle. That's a weird. Yeah, I, got, I really enjoyed that track. Probably the weirdest, weirdest one on the album. I really enjoyed. It. Yeah. <laughs> But I think for me at that point, the album had a sense of purpose. Um, if I had one criticism, it was so ethereal in parts that I struggled to get a hold of it. Hmm. Okay. Um, Fair enough. Yeah, definition of ethereal, Peter. <laughs> um, so so at, at that point in the middle, everything sort of same, came together before sort of going apart again. Uh, deliberate, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, no, so yeah, really enjoyed it. Okay. The hard question, as always. Well, always, always, sometimes it's, it's, always, it's always a hard question. Uh, so sometimes it's too many choices, sometimes yeah. it's too few. Album of the podcast. <laughs> so I think I may have changed my mind. 
gosh. Today. What, even as we've been doing this? No, as we've been doing this, but I think I've changed my mind today on what. <laughs> I've changed my mind today. I'm not that I'm just repeating every word you say, which I... Which is fine, you know. I, I have been prone to do from time to time. Um, obviously, I really like The Prodigy. <laughs> don't know if that came across earlier. <laughs> I like it as well. Again, against my better... Yeah. Everything. But, but for me, it's Robin. Honey. I probably, on balance, agree, I think. I think... Um, even despite the fact that Beach 2K20 is on the album, yeah. um, I think the rest of the album... There's enough there for me to forgive that. The rest, yeah, the rest of the album forgives that yeah. quite happily, so I would tend to agree. Okay, so, next podcast. Oh, crikey. Christmas. Christmas? I know what you're thinking, people. Yeah? Are you doing Christmas albums? Of course we are! Oh, shit. <laughs> How can you say that, Pete? We're doing Shatner Claws. Oh, no! It's what everyone's been waiting for. William Shatner's first album of Christmas tunes. Calling out. To balance that, clearly we're also doing Ingrid Mickelson's... Or Michelson, I can never remember which one is. Um, Songs of the Season, another Christmas album. I'm sure that'll be sung better. Obviously, because we're like the BBC and we like to have balance on this podcast... Yeah. We will also be celebrating the return of our favourite Polish death metal band. Yes! yes Behemoth are back. Oh, awesome. Sadly, not with the Christmas album, but oh. I'm sure I Love You At Your Darkest will yeah. be full of satanic Festive joy. Cheer. So I look forward to that. See you then. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>